Hello everyone, I'm Rick Cole from the 50 Years Ago in Hockey podcast, and this is a clip from Overtime, our bonus full-length podcast that goes out to our Patreon supporters a few times a month. Overtime is news and analysis that we just didn't have the time to fit into the regular Friday shows, and it's one of the extras we're happy to give our patrons. To find out more, visit patreon.com slash hockey50years and enjoy this clip. Milt Dunnell took the Canadians to task for the way they handled the whole thing. And this is how we'll we'll end this series with Milt's uh, description of the press conference in a column that he entitled, How Not to Run a Press Conference. Milt writes, As the new vice president of Montreal Canadiens in charge of corporate public relations, whatever that means, Jean Beliveau got a first day on the job demonstration that should be pretty helpful in the future. The Habs press conference for the purpose of officially sweeping Al McNeil under the rug and introducing his successor, Scotty Bowman, who needed no introduction, was a wonderful springboard into the club's public relations and fence-mending campaign for Jean Beliveau. Based on this uh, session with the press, all Jean has to remember in the future is that a press conference is intended to either reveal something or to conceal something. Because he's an intelligent type, Jean will realize there were too many things wrong with this particular press conference. For openers... It would have been better if had Sam Pollock had been sent away into a quiet corner where he could have made a head start on the Habs selections in the amateur player draft held later in that day. Out of the first 28 pro prospects picked, Sam got only seven of them. That left 21 bodies to be divided up among his 13 rival general managers. There must have been some way in which Sam could have collared a couple more picks. However, though, instead of concentrating on this phase of the Habs program to share the manpower wealth, Sam was called upon to eulogize McNeil, coach of the Stanley Cup champions, who was being elevated to the minor leagues at Halifax. If Sam Pollock ever gets charged with stealing a sheep, he's a cinch to appear in court wearing a sheep-lined overcoat. Sam is a hard facts man. Fiction throws him off. If he had been able to do it his way, Sam probably would have blurted, sure we fired the coach. Here's the new guy. Thanks for showing up. But instead of that, Sam reflected that much has been said and written since the final game in which the Habs won the Stanley Cup at Chicago. Sam wasn't going to deal with opinions. He's only going to deal in basic facts. And Sam says, here are the basic facts. A. Al McNeil did not resign. B. Al McNeil was not asked to resign. And C. Al McNeil wasn't pushed. And that's where Sam stopped, realizing he had stick-handled himself into a corner. If McNeil didn't resign and he wasn't fired, then he obviously was still the coach of the Canadians, right? Wrong. Sam was pleased to announce that McNeil would be in complete charge of the farm club at Halifax. 
Well, Al McNeil was so overwhelmed by Sam's praise that he committed the unforgivable sin of scooping the host of the press conference. That's another item for Jean Beliveau's Don't Do This book. Al said, before any announcement of uh, what else was going to happen, Al came to the podium and said he was leaving with a little bit of heartbreak, but he wished his successor, Scotty Bowman, the very best. There was a gasp from the back of the room, a monk from Madagascar in search of a hall where the Convention of World Uniformity and Bingo Rules was being held, hadn't heard that Scotty's was going to be the appointment. Yeah, he scooped it, but everybody knew Bowman was going to be taken over. So for the uh, introduction of the new coach, Sam Pollock again took over the uh, press conference. Uh, if he didn't reveal anything the first time around, he didn't conceal anything uh, now that things were heating up. During the playoffs, Sam recalled he just happened to ask Scotty if he ever thought of coming to Montreal. Scotty asked, what have you got in mind, Sam? And Sam replied, nothing for sure, but it could be something you might be interested in. Scotty said he was going away for a week and he'd think about it. Funny how none of the conversations that we that the reporters had with Sam Pollock or Scotty Bowman described this little bit of a clandestine meeting. We don't even know where that took place for sure. So anyway, Bowman had informed Sam Pollock that he had been talking to to uh, Charlie Finley about about the Oakland situation. Now Scotty was going to was asked to be uh, coach of the Seals. Scotty had told Finley that he wanted to be general manager. He, there was no commitment either way that uh, a dual role would be what Scotty would get. But then Scotty found out that Finley was committed to Gary Young as his general manager. Now, Young had been chief scout for the Bruins, but he had absolutely no managerial background, and Bowman wasn't sure how it would work out, having been a coach GM working for a brand new general manager with no experience. And then Scotty thought, was he going to choose Oakland over Canadians? <laughs> 